The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Brutal Nation, the podcast series dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I'm your host, Big Scott Alexander with Jazz Hands, and right across from me is the one, the only, the currently giggling because she never expects the weird shit that's going to come out of my mouth, Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tam Tam. Hi, everybody. No, I'm just, I just think it's funny how you're stuck on Jazz Hands this week. Yeah, that is Jazz Hands week. Is it Jazz Hands week? Because I'm fabulous. Super duper. Dude, every time you say that now, I think of that dream I had. (laughs) Me with the pink tutu. You with the big big pink tutu and a tube top. I just, I can't get it out of my head. I think I was, I I could pull that off. I'd be super fabulous. And you know what the sad part is? Is in my dream, he kind of (laughs) did. But of course. It was weird. It's hard being this fucking awesome. (laughs) All right. So today is a day that normally I claim for myself because I'm a pervert, but it's Fetish Friday, boys and girls. And Surprisingly, you're giving me a woman this time for fetish. I am. So you're gonna one up me. No, well, not just one. Not that I'm one upping you, but this is a this is the thing here. Okay. Um, usually, our fetish Fridays involve a man with an extreme fetish that drives him to make, commit his crimes. Not only am I presenting a woman today, but there might be evidence that she might not have done it at all. Oh wow! Yeah. That it might have Sorry, all have been. Sorry, had balls in my mouth. <laughs> meatballs. I had meatballs in my mouth. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks. Laugh it up there, chuckles. Whoa. <laughs> but you know That's what I mean? It's a different show. I know. Totally different show. But no, because there's some speculation on whether she even did what they said she did. Then how'd she get convicted? Oh, she got convicted, but they're saying that they're that she didn't even do what they said she did. Oh wow! All right, let's do her to her. Yeah. So this is a case of Countess Elizabeth Bathory. Ooh, a countess. Yeah, she was known in Hungary as Bathory Erzbet. Was she known as the Hungry Countess? (laughs) No, but she was. I'll get into in a minute. She was an heir of the family Bathory, was uh, as a, as well as a Hungarian noblewoman. She owned land in what is now known, what was known then as the Kingdom of Hungary, but is now known as Hungary, Slovakia, and Romania. Remember, I told you it ties into some of the ones you just right, did, but not known for hungry, hungry hippos. No, not for hungry, hungry hippos. Gotcha. Now check this out. She is actually listed in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most prolific female serial killer in history. God damn. However, it's important to note that A, the exact number if she is a killer of her victims is still being a, is still being debated to this to this day. And uh, but what is known is if she did commit the crimes, they happened between 1590 and 1610. And they're still trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. Give it a rest, boys and girls. Yeah. Elizabeth, along with four conspirators, were accused of systematically torturing hundreds of young women. Young girls and women before they murdered them. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's fucked up. At the time of her trial, a young servant girl claimed that Elizabeth murdered a total of 650 victims. Get the However, fuck out. if she were tried today, that number wouldn't have been entered into evidence as it would have been considered hearsay. 
It is said to have been recorded in Elizabeth's private journals and seen by one of her court officials. The said book was never entered into evidence, and when the man gave his testimony, he did not mention it. Um, her status as a noblewoman and her family's importance in the area are what saved the woman from being executed for her crimes. Um, instead, she was her sentence. She was sentenced to life imprisonment, and the, uh, her sentence was carried out in the gates of Castle Chite, which is located in what is now known as Slovakia. Um, there's more folklore that I'll get into in a little bit. Um, yeah, there's. The stories surrounding Elizabeth tell tales of what people refer to as vampiric tendencies. These, oh, dude, my vampire. Yeah, these tales suggest that suggest she often bathed in the blood of virgins she murdered in an effort to maintain her young, youthful appearance. However, it's important to note that most of the stories of those tales were written well after her death. And some are not even remotely reliable. So some theorize that it is the true inspiration. She's the true inspiration for Bram Stoker's Dracula, written 1897, and she's often referred to as the Blood Countess or Countess Dracula. So here we one, go. One, one Countess. Ah, ah, yeah. Ah, ah. Now, Elizabeth, or her, excuse me, her name is actually Erzbet Battery, which uh, was. She was born in 1560 on her family estate located in Nierbader, Royal Hungary. The English translation of her name is Elizabeth, so that's why I keep calling her that. It's so much easier. So th that's why, you know, the majority of her childhood was spent at Etchhead Castle. Um, she was born into a long line of Hungarian nobility. Her father was Baron George VI Battery of the, of the Etchhead family branch, George was the brother to Andrew Bonaventure Battery, who was once the, voy the Voivoda of Transylvania. What in the fuck? Voivoda. Voivoda. I don't know what the fuck that is. Okay. Um, Elizabeth was a product of inbreeding, as her mother was a baroness, Anna of Battery. They were, yeah, lots of intermingle inbreeding there. So they're originally from Arkansas. Continue. And went to Hungary, yes. They went to Hungary. And, they, were hungry, um, they were hungry in Arkansas. Yeah. And so through her mother's side of the family, Elizabeth was the Hungarian, was, through her mother's side of the family, Elizabeth was a Hungarian noble, she was the niece to Hungarian noble Stephen Battery, and he was the king of Poland and a grand duke of Lithuania. And this... Um, he was also the Prince of Transylvania. So she has a long line of nobility. That explains it all. Because yeah. he was in Transylvania. Ah, ah, yeah. Ah, ah. Yeah. And as I said, so you can see she had a lot of royal inbred blood in her veins. Mm -hmm. So as a child, it's reported that Elizabeth was known to have frequent seizures. Uh, she could have been an epileptic, but it's also likely to be caused by the fact that her parents were closely related. You think? Yeah, I'm going to tell you that reports I read say that people suffering from epilepsy at that time. And it's really weird because I had heard some things about it. So I kind of dug into it further. And it's true. They would actually they, they called it the falling sickness. Right. I knew that. Okay. And some reports, they were actually written down documents saying that the best way to treat 
those in illnesses is by taking the blood of someone who didn't have that disease and rubbing it on the lips of the one who did. Oh, wow. Yeah. Talk about or, some medieval shit. Yeah. Or another treatment was to take some blood from a non-sufferer, mix it with piece of a skull that had been pulverized, and that patient is to drink, the person who's suffering from the seizure, is to drink that mixture right after their seizure has ended. So you can probably see where this story's headed. I do. I yeah. do. That's why this is a 1500s, because yeah. god damn. Well, yeah, that's back primitive medicine, you know. Very. Um. I read some other reports that indicated that Elizabeth was taught by her family to be cruel to others almost from the time she was born. Um, these reports indicate that she witnessed her family's officers inflict some of the most brutal punishments. There were some stories that tell of teachings received from family members that were involved in witchcraft and Satanism as well. Um, uh, but however, due to the t- the time frame and the lack of documentation, there have also there these have also never quite been proven all the way because you got to remember 1500s very little documentation. Right. Um, what can be proven is that Elizabeth was raised as a Calvinist Protestant. As part of her studies, she was able to learn Latin, German, Greek, in addition to her native Hungarian. Wow. To say she was born into a privileged family is an understatement. It's obvious she enjoyed tremendous wealth of substantial education and a high social ranking before she even got married. And keeping in mind, man, like we're, we're always impressed if somebody from the 1800s or even the yeah. early 1900s is able to go to school and learn yeah. how to, just to read and write in their own language. Yeah. We're talking this twat waffle. <laughs> wow, that's a new one. <laughs> I'm trying to find new ones. This twat waffle... Is able to learn multiple languages, has mm-hmm. an excellent education. Mm-hmm. She has people that are fucking just kissing her ass left and right. You know, the, yeah. the, the whole shot. And But, you know, I don't blame her for being a killer. You want to know why? All that fucking inbreeding. Yeah. God damn, yeah. man. Hey, a little tip for everybody, Arkansas. Don't have sex with your relatives. All right? Like, leave your sister alone. Remember? Remember this, okay? That saying that you guys have, the family that lays together stays together, is not right. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> I thought it was the family that slays together stays together. Not in Arkansas. <laughs> their, their, their other motto was, if my sister ain't getting up her own family, who is she good for? <laughs> You're so disgusting. <laughs> There's also one more rumor that has never been proven. Um, and the family has often disputed, and this rumor states that Elizabeth supposedly gave birth to a child when she was only 13 years old, and apparently the child's father was a local peasant boy. As, after Elizabeth gave birth to the child, the child was taken to a local woman whom the family trusted immensely, and the rumors that were spread by the peasants in the area indicate that the woman was paid handsomely for her duty of taking the child to Wallachia. So um, there is that rumor as well. So is it, oh, hold on. So it was kind of like baby farming before it was actually called baby farming. Well, that one child, yes, because Elizabeth was actually, they say that um, she was engaged since the time she was 10 years old. Damn. However, there, some reports indicate that she was promised to him at birth. Okay. Her betrothed was a guy by the name of Count Ferenc Nadeshti of the Nadeshti family. 
it was more than likely a political engagement that was common among the aristocracy of the time. Right, makes sense, yeah. Because we all read about all that crap. Although he was also of noble lineage, Elizabeth actually had a higher social standing than he did. So for that reason, she did not change her last name. As a matter of fact, he took her last name as part of the arrangement. And it might help put a fork in that fucking family tree that's starting to look like a family stick. (laughs) Right? Like a stump. (laughs) The couple was married on May 8th of 1575 at at the Palace of Rorano. Elizabeth was only 15 years old, and he was 19. Okay? These are not that far apart in age. No, and there were nearly, check this out. You had a pretty big wedding, right? Your first or second one? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty big? Yeah, my second one, yeah. Okay, about how many guests? I don't know, like 100, 120? I can't remember. There were nearly 4,500 people in this one. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, you guys knocked it out of the fucking park. I think that's even bigger than Harry and what's-her-names. Recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, Not Cam- Harry, um, uh, but uh, Prince William and, yeah, Princess and Kate. Camilla. Cam- Camilla, right? No, you're thinking oh, Charles and his mistress. That's right. Never mind. That's my bad. Sorry. <laughs> and that's how the whole country of England sued me. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth's going to have both of our heads. <laughs> is that what her name is? I Queen never Elizabeth. Could remember. Yeah. In my head, I still see a uh, picture of her that was a meme, and she's standing on these... Uh, Piles in each uh, the red and black ones. Oh yeah, and it's talking about if the queen the, the queen can move in any direction she wants. Like <laughs> she pretty much can. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. Anyways, so um, as a wedding gift, Nadishti um, gave gift of Elizabeth with his household. It was the castle where she would later be in prison, and the castle was originally purchased by his mother in 1569, and she gave it to him, and he transferred it to Elizabeth as part of their vows. In addition to the castle, she got the country house and 17 villages in the area. I want to know. All I, and then I go, all I can say right now is, where was this man when I was getting married? Talk about the village people. I said, I would have been a good wife and brought him no shame. <laughs> <laughs> No, you would have. Trust me. I feel shame just being here recording with you. Shut up. My nose is itching. Because of the shame. I know. You have the shame virus. No, my mom says I'm going to kiss a fool if my nose itches, so hurry up and get over here. (laughs) You. (laughs) So anyways, um, three years after they were married, he became a chief commander of a group of Hungarian troops. He was responsible for leading these same troops into war against the Ottomans. While he was away from home, Elizabeth was actually in charge of managing, managing the estates and his business affairs. Like you say, menacing. <laughs> managing his estates and his business affairs. Um, as part of her role, she was responsible for the Slavic and Hungarian people, included providing them with medic, medical provisions during the long war. She was also responsible for for defending her husband's estates, which were in the direct route to Vienna, and there was a significant threat of Ottoman attack, especially in the villages that bordered Royal Hungary and Ottoman-occupied Hungary. Um, Some reports actually documented many times where she would be there to intervene on behalf of destitute women in the area. Um, One one document says that uh, one woman's husband had been captured by the Ottomans, that she defended, and another woman who had a daughter that was raped by an Ottoman soldier, she quickly went to their aid. Um, 
when the girl, the girl who had gotten raped would become pregnant by the man that raped her, um, Elizabeth was quick, you know what I, again, she was like quick to be there in support of that woman and her family. Okay, so she's not all bad. No. Okay, cool. See, and so. She's um, totally not a hermoka. Yeah, no. And then, um, I guess her and um, her husband had several children. Uh, there were some kind of discrepancies. I counted three legitimate daughters, two legitimate sons, and two sons that have not been confirmed on whether they were both of their, you know what I mean? Or if she just took them in. Let's face the facts. There's a lot of kids. Although, during the time period, they want to say, this is noble child Marcus right. or whoever. Right. Men and women both were getting their freak on. Yeah. And not necessarily with their husbands or their wives. Mm-hmm. Women were just as horny then as they are now. And Us women are not horny. And maybe she went down to the village and she sees young young Dieter or whatever the fuck his name was or, you know... Uh, and she's all like, hey, how you doing? I got a nice rack. You have a big penis. Let's rock and roll. Just saying. You're silent. Nothing to say? Nothing to say. Okay. Anyways. Well, because we're talking about guys doing it all the time. Like, Oh, like, no, it's true. Like, you know, like Prince Peter or whoever. Oh, had no. Five women illegit- women fuck, step out man, all Women the time. were fucking too. Yeah. Blame all those guys for shit. You guys are pigs. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's why I don't date men. <laughs> That's why. Um, so her husband died when he was only 48 years old. And um, there's no documentation that tells exactly what caused his death. But there is something that says a few years earlier, he started having symptoms that began with excruciating pain in his legs. Syphilis. I'm just kidding. And he never recovered from that incident. And by nineteen six and by sixteen oh three, he was disabled permanently. At the time of his death, the couple had been married for twenty nine years. And in his will, he entrusted everything um, to he trusted Elizabeth and the rest of his heirs to the man who went on to lead the investigation into her crimes. Now. She still had control over everything. And it said that she was a very shrewd businesswoman. Okay? Um, What people should know is that things were considerably different in that time period. If someone were actually or even felt like they were harmed by another person, no proof was needed. Hell, even if you wanted to accuse someone of stealing your chicken, nobody needed proof. All all these people had to do was write a letter of complaint. Somebody stole my prized cock? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Once this was done, the person who was said to be in the wrong would be arrested and tried in court. It's fucked up. Yeah. So rumors of Elizabeth horrific actions had been circulating the kingdom for a few years, so they say. Sometime between 1602 and 1604, after hearing of the rumors, a Lutheran minister went to make public complaints against her. He also lodged formal complaints with the courts in Vienna. It would be some time before the Hungarian authorities would respond to his allegations. Um, So he made those complaints between 1602 and 1604. Not until 1610 did King Matthias II respond to the complaint. 
Due to her nobility, even with the Lutheran minister's complaint, she wasn't arrested. There was actually an investigation launch. He assigned the investigation to the Palatine of Hungary, and in March March of 1610, the Palatine sent two notaries to the castle in an effort to gather what evidence they could. These two notaries then returned in October of that year to report that they had collected 52 statements from witnesses. They also reported they had discovered her personal journal, the number of witnesses, and then by 1611, the number of witnesses went from 52 to 300. Um, And this is a little bit of what they had to say. The testimony stated that Elizabeth's victims were at first peasant girls from the villages who were between 10 to 14 years old. Then they go on to say that she started targeting the the daughters from families of lesser known gentry. The parents that sent their daughters to the castle to learn court etiquette. And some testimonies claim that she actually went so far as to abduct some of her victims. Okay? The most heinous descriptions were pretty much consistent and would involve various things. It said that she would consistently inflict the following vicious beatings, burning and or mutilating hands, freezing or starving her victims to death, and the biting of flesh off the arms, face, and other body parts. (coughs) Some of the witness statements said that she used needles in some way, but I couldn't find any articles that went into detail about that. The Budapest City Archives actually has documentation that states the forms of torture she would employ would be taking tongs, heating them in a fire, then burning them with to burn the girls, and immediately after burning the girls with them, she'd plunge the girls into freezing cold water in an effort to inflict shock. And she would or she would cover the girls completely in honey, then take live ants and pour them over the honey so that they would bite the victims. Some of the witnesses that came forward were actually relatives of the girls who were entrusted to her care and died. More testified that they had actually seen evidence of the torture on some of the dead bodies. These bodies were either buried or in unmarked locations or the local graveyards. Two officials from the court would also testify that they personally witnessed the countess inflict torture before she murdered a few of the servant girls. Okay? Now, in December of 1610, she is arrested. Arrested. Actually, no. Wait. Let me take that back. December 12, 1610, the authorities come to an agreement on how she will be imprisoned and her how her estate would be distributed. Then... She and four of her servants weren't actually arrested until December 30th. I'm already calling bullshit on the whole story. Wait, let me finish. Okay, go ahead. I can't wait to talk about this one. No, I know. See, this is, what I'm, this is why I'm, I'm presenting it like this. They come in December 12th. The authorities come to agreement on how she's going to be a prison and how her estate's going to be distributed. Then she and four of her servants aren't arrested until December 30th. Okay? It's said that the girls were Elizabeth's accomplices. The servants were found guilty by the investigators and sentenced immediately. A few were sentenced to life imprisonment. One was sentenced to immediate execution. Due to her nobility, Elizabeth was granted two trials. The first was held January 2nd. The second, five days later, on January 7th. By the way, where your microphone is right now is actually perfect. Is it perfect? You keep dipping your head down, and I'm watching the waves get smaller and smaller. Is that perfect right there? Yeah. Right there. Right, right there. there. Yeah. See how mine is right here? Like yes. it's hitting my chin. Well, I see it right there, but to me that doesn't seem right. But it is. Okay, I'm trusting you. Trust me, I'm looking at the fucking monitor right now. I'm trusting you. Can we carry on? 
You know, back in my day, young lady. <laughs> your day wasn't very long before mine. We After used to be able to get girls in the back of a van with candy. After the arrest, the Palatine wrote a letter to his wife, and in the letter, he tells that when he showed up at the castle unannounced, he discovered the dead body of one girl, and one girl was what he described as living prey. However, the letter made no mention of whether they asked the girl what had happened to her. It said Elizabeth was caught red-handed in the act of torturing one or more of her victims. However, this isn't the case at all. She was literally in the middle of eating her dinner. In actuality, she was arrested and detained away from the area before any of her victims supposedly were found on the premises. Okay? So after this, the Palatine wound up discussing with Elizabeth's son and two of her son-in-laws on how they would move forward with legal proceedings. The reason for this meeting was due to a great public scandal that would surely come from a trial and execution of a noble woman. Not to mention... Her family had a huge influence in their rule of Transylvania, and they didn't want to be disgraced. Transylvania. Ah, then the ah, crown ah. would have. Then the crown would have the opportunity to seize her vast fortune and considerable real estate holdings. Okay, at first, as her sentence, she was supposed to be taken to a nunnery to serve her time. However, when it became public knowledge that she had victimized the daughters of the lesser-known nobility in the area, that was changed. That's when everyone decided that she would be locked in her castle under very strict house arrest. Everyone also wanted to avoid any further punishment. Now, um, it's, it's hard for me. Oh, this is where I get into it. Now, there's some claims regarding her witnesses, Okay. It's saying that after she was had her two trials or whatever and was in prison, that most of the witnesses who had come forward stating that they had been a witness weren't actually witnesses at all. They later claimed that they testified in court what they had actually heard from others. So I was going to say, with that many people yeah. turn up? So in today's court of law, this class, classic definition of hearsay, which isn't tolerated. Correct. Okay. The majority of witnesses also later claimed that they only confessed after they were tortured by authorities to do so. This is considered coercion, which again, in today's court of law, not okay. Then there's the documentation saying that the king who owed her family a great debt because he had borrowed money from them brought forth some witnesses of his own because if he could prove her guilty, he would no longer have to pay those, that money back. Correct. So, however, this documentation also says that once his witnesses testified, they were promptly executed. In today's court of law, that is considered witness tampering. All you have to do is ask the Gypsy Jokers, you know, the ones here in Portland, <laughs> and they will tell you that in itself is crime punishable by law. So that's why a lot of people are saying that you know, she wasn't fairly tried, that she probably didn't even commit the crimes to begin with. I don't think she did, man. And yeah. it's because of that hearsay situation where, you, okay, here's how it's playing out in my mind. And for those of you listening, I am not from that time period, but, and so I could be wrong, you know, and if I am, it's just how, I'm just telling you how my mind's playing it out. Here you have a woman who has always been very supportive of her villages. Mm -hmm. So when, when people are in basically the shit, mm -hmm. she's the first one to run down there and patch them up. So now right. you get one or two people that are sitting there. Maybe they're a little jealous of her because may maybe she helped out one of the injured dudes. Mm -hmm. 
Right. I think that she is after my man, because I'm from Transylvania. Or the king himself was involved because yeah. he didn't want to pay back his debt. Exactly. And now she's being fucking railroaded. Yeah. You know, over shit that she didn't do. I, I just don't see it in my head how somebody turns that quickly from, you know, being very compassionate mm-hmm. to being some psycho fucking killer. It makes no sense. Yeah. Not saying it didn't happen. You know, like, like I said, possibility versus probability. Right. It's possible, but in my head, the probability million to one. Right. Well, it says that. Um, let's see here. That she was kept in the castle. Now he says when he wrote about her confinement, he said, um, "Let's see. Wait a minute here. No, she lived out to be fifty-four years old when she died in the castle at, in." 1614. However, the average lifespan across Europe in the 16th to 19th century was 30 to 40 years old. I was going to say, it wasn't very long. That being said, 54 years seems like what we would consider over 90 today. So the Palatine wrote about Elizabeth's confinement later. He said that she was locked in a bricked off room within the castle. However, it seems they may have been exaggerations as well. I'm only saying that because there's written documentation later that contradicts his statements. Um, in 1614, Elizabeth was visit- visited by some priests, and these priests later wrote that she was able to move throughout the castle unhindered. Therefore, in recent history, her imprisonment has been compared to house arrest. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there were around back then, she would have been fitted with an ankle bracelet. <laughs> right? And given the run of a local village or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, in now. In September of 1610, Elizabeth sat down and wrote out her will. In it, she left her inheritance, both at present and in the future, to all of her children. The last month of her life, she signed what the courts called her arrangement. This document laid out how she wanted the estates, lands, and uh, possessions distributed. On August 20th, before she went to bed, Elizabeth told her bodyguard that her hands felt unusually cold. He told her, it's nothing, mistress, just go lie down. Elizabeth took his suggestion and went to bed. The next morning, when they went to wake her up, they found her dead. Uh, she was but buried- they used arsenic. I know, right? Still stuck <laughs> on that shit. She was buried at the local church cemetery. However, the local villagers who knew what she was accused of and her confinement um, basically threw a temper tantrum. Um, I think the documentation actually said they were in an uproar, but I translated it for you. As a result of this tantrum, her family set about to rectify the situation and her coffin was dug up and she was moved to her in her ancestral home and interred in the family crypt and to this day nobody knows where that is at um now here is is she a victim of conspiracy yes well let me I'm sorry. In recent history, several authors have written that Elizabeth was actually the victim of a well-thought-out conspiracy. One wrote that her trial was extremely motivated by politics because um, she was wealthy. She owned a vast amount of land. All of this only increased after her husband died, which means she was a wealthy woman, you know, and the Hungarian king owed them money. And if... And these theories hold more water when you consider Hungarian history during that time. There was the ongoing conflicts, including political and religious conflicts, the continual wars with Ottoman Empire, and the widely spreading Protestant Protestant theology in a Calvinist country. Well, I'm going to throw this in there after just hearing what you said. 
you hit the nail on the head. It's think of the time period, folks. She's a wealthy woman. Now, if her husband was still alive, this wouldn't have happened. You want to know why? Because the king would be sitting there going, hey, if I even try to do this, this dude will wage war. And we don't need a war in our country. Well, you notice nothing was done until he died. Yeah, then that's what I'm. That's why yeah. I'm pointing it out. You know, so he's all, oh, I can't do this because you know her husband's alive and fucking his his armies will come and we're going to lose people and we can't have a civil war while we're fighting with the Ottomans at the same time. Yeah. Um. He kicks the bucket. What the fuck is she going to do? Because it, throughout history, from what I can recall, the only women that ever led armies was Greek. Right. It was you know my my ancestry. Yeah. It was the Greeks. That was the only ones who, who had women that were as strong as the guys that, that could lead troops. Right. It wasn't in fucking Transylvania. Wasn't no. in Hungary. It was only the Greeks. So they're looking at her going, what the fuck is she going to do? Yeah, she's yeah. got servants, but she doesn't well, have and armies. Until we had the virgin queen, which, which was uh, Elizabeth I. Yes. yes you yes. know, then she was a very powerful woman, too. But look at all the rumors around her, too. Yeah. You and know? Uh, historically... With the exception of Greeks. Yeah. Women haven't been allowed to lead troops. And when they do be get into a, a, a position of power, yeah, the rumor mill fucking starts. Yeah. It just starts at turning it out, you know. Oh, well, she did this and she did that. Bottom line is, what it sounds to me like is, you know, here's Elizabeth, okay? While her husband's out at, at war, yeah, she's responsible for the well-being of her villages. I, I dig that. But all in all... She just has to make sure that they're not getting burned to the ground and that they're that they're fed and that they get some medical. Right. She, you know, she doesn't Let's, have to go in there and console them right. and be the first one on the scene. She's got people to do that. But what does she do? She goes, oh, my God, you know, like Frederick over here is all fucked up. I'm going to go help him and his family out. Right. You know, and, you know, he's helping out Frederick and his. I'm just using Frederick. She didn't say Frederick anywhere in here. I'm just using it as a name. Um, but, you know, she's the first one on the scene to help out. And being very compassionate. Yeah. And really, honestly, living to the highest standard that she can as royalty, as a noble woman, being right. a good person. Then this prick, this fucking king, after her husband dies, says, I'm going to railroad her. I'm yeah. going to fuck her over. Because why should I have to pay that money back? Type of a thing. Yeah. And it's jacked up. It's that's. I feel... I feel bad for her, but I don't. I, I, I feel bad for her because of, of the stigma that she had to deal with after everything went down. But at least she got to roam through her own castle. Yeah. She wasn't like in a cell. She still probably had servants. Probably. And was taken care of, which is good. But at some but point. Still it's, it's still her good name maligned. And it's her good nature that I'm thinking of. You know, yeah. I, I would think that given her history. There's a part of her that when she hears news from one of the villages that she wants to go out there and console that family oh, yeah. and to help out. And, you know, yet she's stuck in that castle because of us. I think the king was a prick. Right. That's that's my honest well, yeah. opinion about it. Well, and see, and this is what I mean. Now we have to open the door because that's hot. I know, huh? So so then I'm going to go into some more theories that support her innocence. Look at the, Let's look at the 300 witness testimonies, first of all, and the supposedly mounds of physical evidence. Uh, these are both to be addressed and possibly disputed. If you take the Palatine's written account of the state of conditions that imprisoned Elizabeth, okay, he says he incarcerated her in a bricked-off room. Yeah. Okay, then you have written claims from a priest saying that 
the she was allowed to roam the castle. So there's an obvious exaggeration there, right? And honestly, I'm so, more inclined to believe the priest because he's motivated by God. Yeah. So it. Yeah. So I mean, so I say. So um, therefore, could it be possible that he also exaggerated the evidence that he knew of the witness statements possibly being falsified? That he himself fabricated and forged this alleged personal journal that he said he found. For instance, the Palatine himself claims there was a mutilated. The, a multitude of dead bodies and several dying girls on the castle. However, historians in the 19th century have gone on record to dispute that claim and suggest that these supposed victims weren't victims at all. They, were, they say it's completely possible that the dead and wounded were, may have been patients being treated on castle grounds. Very, yeah, very much so. Which is so. true. Which should make sense with yeah. how, you know, how... Uh, consoling right and she his, normally is his political ambitions would have been benefited extremely if she fell from grace well 100 yeah. percent. and when, when so, i was talking about the the priest being motivated by god i don't believe that every priest is no but honest, I, yeah but they're not politically motivated he's not politically motivated he yeah. is his number one motivation you would think and just by him saying no she's allowed to roam freely isn't political it's based on he is a man of god who went in there to talk to a parishioner. Yeah. So now if he had said something like, oh, yeah, she was bricked off in a room and that was proven false, then that's political motivation. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, he and, and it benefits him not to say it, it doesn't benefit him at all to say that, she, that that she got to roam around the castle and do whatever that she wanted. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. To, to just say that as an out and out lie. Exactly. I think that this paladin is full of shit. Yeah, me too. Me too. 100% full of the caca. Full of the caca. And yet, you know, and like I said, yet, even though a lot of things have been come, especially, I, I call it recent history, you know, 19th, 20th, you know, 18th, 19th, 20th century, um, through the years that suggested she was probably more than innocent of anything that they charged her with. So where's the fetish come in on this? It, the bloodletting and oh. the vampiric and the, the cannibalism. Okay. I was hoping for You sex. missed over it. No, I, I, I get no, I No, not every fetish is sex, Scott. I always think about the sex and cat women outfits. I know you do. But actually, some even, even with all the documentation proving that the allegations may have more than likely been false, a lot of people still believe that she committed the crimes. In order to determine her her motivations, they fall they prefer to believe the sadistic ones over any other plausible theory. So they want to believe the worst in her. That's even current to today. It's easier to know, believe that somebody's true. done something bad than that they, they've done anything good. Yeah. You got a weird look on no, your face. Ha- Did you poop like your th- pants? No, I felt like I had something on my tongue, but then it wasn't there. It's weird. No, you're not at work. Shut up. <laughs> you disgust me. <laughs> Anyways. I didn't think anything was on my tongue. Let's see. I'll be honest. I chose this case because I had heard stories about Elizabeth. I had heard stories way back before I did this, especially lately with research we are done and we're doing on some of the programs I've watched on television recently. Um, what was I saying? As we patiently wait oh, for her to figure out what the I can usually fuck she bet is. on one article or report or journal entry that compares at least one individual we're working on, if it's a, especially if it's a female serial killer, comparing her to Elizabeth. 
Okay. Okay. That's why I chose her. Yet the more and more I read, the more and more my opinion of her changed. Um, During all my research, I almost chose not to feature her. However, since she's on our list of serial killers and she's listed in the Guinness Book of World Records, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Um, A lot of the stuff I had seen nearly turned my stomach. You know, when it came to like her bloodletting and her torture and her, um, the fact that she had one, one story I read had that she had this, uh, cage that she had suspended these girls in that kind of like pricked them with like knives and like drained their blood from them. Almost kind of like an Iron Maiden. Kind of. Yeah. But like, but cage. Yeah. It was just, oh, it was just disgusting. Um, but considering most of these have been contradicted, um, I don't place any, like, a whole lot of belief in the later writings either. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I do have some questions for you. Ask away. Yes. Oh, I, I said, I believe the accusations against her were falsified and come out, come, came about to achieve a political agenda. It wouldn't be the first time evidence was falsified to justify bogus claims. Remember the Crusades? Yeah, no shit, huh? Hitler's <laughs> propaganda ju- justify Excuse his wages me, of Tommy. war? Tommy. Miss Tommy. The Salem what? Witch Trials? Hold on. What Adolf <laughs> said, especially when I was at Auschwitz, was not a lie. By any means. That was the truth in, from his eyes. Okay. But you want to call this great leaders a liar? You, ma'am, disgust me. I'm sorry. What about the Salem witch trials? That's different. Those motherfuckers. The witches are the men who did it. The guys who did it, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I know, right? None of these shit. No, I mean, it's just, it's all polit- it's justify. it's just, it's evidence that was falsified to justify their bogus claims. That's all I'm saying. So let's assume, for the sake of argument, I'm assuming that she actually did commit the crimes. Do you believe that if she committed them, were they actions of nature or nurture? I'm thinking. Neither one, because it doesn't show it in her nature. Well, okay, well, a little bit of nurture because she's uh, she's inbred and. Well, hold on. Oh. I would more. Go with nurture because of seeing some of her family's right. people do horrific things. Um, but I'm gonna destroy her fucking zero killer status. Okay, so that answered my next with question. One, with one, with with one quick paragraph statement in my head. Mm-hmm. They're giving her six hundred, right? Let's do the math on that. That's killing and 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 every fucking day. What? Like fucking 20 people? It's a lot. A lot. Nobody does that. Nobody. Right. No fucking. Okay. So, okay. So you answered no that you don't think she was a serial killer. So she was accused and found guilty in her trials. Do you believe that the journals and the testimony was forged? Yes. Okay, so yes. Um, who do you think forged them? Do you think it was this guy, or do you think the king had somebody do it? Or Probably a combination of both. Okay. I think the king probably had some, some people sitting there going, okay, we've got to make it some jacked up shit. And he brings the palatine over and goes, hey, here's the deal. You know, a kind of a quid pro quo. You do this for me. I'm going to do this for you. It's good for your family. Blah, blah. 
And he's all, yeah, no oh, problem, man. I'm I on it. High five that shit, you know, king shithead. And let me go take care of my, my thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that the Palatine was a total liar. I know, me too. With his pants on fire. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think a lot of it had to, you know, well, you pretty much answered that one anyway, so I'm not even going to bother. I was going to say the nobility, the fact that she was a powerful woman. Um, that's it. I mean, you, no, because I was reading these questions. I'm like, he just answered that. That's why I hate it sometimes when you do that. No, it's okay. I, I, this one actually upsets me because, number one, yeah, she's in the Guinness Book of World Records, which you can be proud of, but as a prolific serial killer, not so much. I don't think that she killed anybody. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, man. She was. She sounded like she was a really kind lady. Yeah, that a lot of it was, it was mainly political motivation. It was yeah. just a political agenda to get her out of office or out of her seat because, A, the king up. didn't want to pay her back. And, yeah, and here she is. She's like being, hey, you know. Yeah, I'm a noble woman, but I need to live up to what a true noble woman should be. Right. I'm going to go. I'm going to personally help out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to, you know, personally try to patch people up uh, that, that are injured or sick and try to nurse them back to health. That's what I'm out right. to do. And what did she get for it? We got this twat waffle. Let me use that one for a little bit now because I'm going to be stuck on that. Of a king going, you know what? Fuck her. Her yeah. husband's dead. I don't want to pay this back. I'm going to get my way, yeah, and I'm going to one-up her. And she yeah. probably could have done it herself, but it probably just wasn't in her nature to sit there and pull political bullshit and try to destroy someone's life. She's, yeah. a, she's a caregiver. That's what she is. She likes to give care and see people you know, get better and live their lives. And this king was selfish and kind of a, you know, he, yeah. he's, well, a, he's see, a turd. I nothing. had read one article, too, and like I said, it was just one article, so I didn't think it held a lot of weight. That after her husband died, they tried to um, get her to marry another nobleman, and she refused. And they were mad about that, too. Probably because she was still in love with her husband. That You know what I mean? But so it was like they, they wanted like this joining of the two households or whatever, and she refused to do that. So you know what I mean? I, so. I get the feeling for no other reason but then it's a feeling that, granted, she was promised to this dude that, that, that she married... That was 19 right. she was 15. But there's probably a lot of love there. There probably was. You know, and, and caring for each other. That's why she doesn't want to marry some other dude. She's like, dude, I miss my fucking husband. Or why should I be promised to somebody else? I've already out, you know, I've already lived through my, Yeah, it's like, I've, know, I've done my travel. thing. Yeah, I've already done my dealio. My, yeah. my husband. My arranged marriage. Yeah, my, my husband's dead. Why should I marry this dickhead over here? Fuck this guy. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, so like I said, because she was listed in our serial killers, you know, I felt we had to feature her somehow. But um, I like it when we can sometimes blow. <laughs> you like to blow, huh? No. That's what I heard about you on the streets. North Portland loves you. Shut up, fucker. No, because I got caught mid-sentence. I couldn't think of what I was thinking, and then I, I chose a poor word to stop on. You know, you know your just mom like, and I were talking, and no, uh, she like, kind of like the same thing. Turn the tails on something, you know, because, like, different aspects of certain things. You know what I mean? Like, different uh, yeah. perspective. Right. And Elizabeth Bathory. Bathory. Up there in probably heaven. Calvinist. You are exonerated by us. Yes. Which just doesn't count for much because we're just a we're fucking nobody. podcast because we're not holy. We're nobody. But, but yeah, I think that uh, that you were an, a probably a very loving and caring person. 
all in all, you know, mm-hmm. not every day, but Probably all in all. Probably a very shrewd businesswoman. Good businesswoman, and you like to care for people, and you, you showed that throughout your life, and I think that you got the raw end of the stick. Yeah. You're definitely not a sugar tits. No. You, I'm, I feel sorry for you. I really do. I do too, in a way. Yeah, poor lady. Yeah, because you know what? Nowadays, if she did that, she'd be praised. Oh, fuck yeah. You know? Well, she should have been. Yeah. And this king should have just said, hey, look, yeah, I had to borrow some dough, but let's just keep making these, these payments so it shows good faith. Right. And call it good. Because eventually I'm going to die and, you know, that's yeah. just the way it's going to be. Instead of sitting there trying to fuck over a good person. Yeah. That's, that's not right, man. True that. You have anything else to tell me about this lovely lady? I'm done. Me too. I could go take a nap right now. No, we have stuff to work on. I know, but I, I just wanted to let you know I could take a nap right now. And I probably have to run over to Portland for a minute in really? a little while. But anyway, this has been Brutal Nation. Remember that you can send us an email. See, I'm changing it up because I did the website first last couple of times. Yeah. Send us an email. At Brutal Nation at Twisted Blue LLC.com. Check out the website, www.twistedbluellc.com. Click on the Amazon link because it really helps out the show. It doesn't cost you a penny more. Check out our blogs on Medium, Vocal Media, and Hub Pages, and uh, Crime Beat, which is on Medium. If I remember that right. This show's copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. We're out of here. Double jazz hands. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.